and welcome to Impact on the Crown with Tia. I'm the CEO of a tech for good company and passionate about making a difference. This podcast series will dig deeper into what it means to make an impactful change in the world. And this podcast series is meant for individuals interested in topic, companies, social enterprises, charities, government bodies, and so on, whoever is interested in learning more about the most impactful change. We focus on the dynamics uh, between those who have something to give with those uh, who actually do the beneficiary work on the ground. Today, uh, I have a guest here from uh, a charity called Africa's Gift, Ken Dunn. Welcome. Thank you. Could you can uh, tell me a little bit uh, about your organization? What do you do? Of course, the name tells something, Africa's Gift, so you're a gift for Africa, but <laughs> what, uh, what in actual okay. fact do you Well, we, uh, Africa's Gift is born um, to promote global citizenship uh, for us so that we can all look outward instead of looking inward. Uh, and we do that through education and in particular, we do that through education for sustainable development with a real focus on social justice and in particular, the, the uplifting of women and young girls in Africa. Uh, so we, we yeah, that, that's, that's in a nutshell what we do. Um, we actually work with, with UK groups, with schools, universities, universities of the third age, with companies, and we open minds and we work in partnership with communities uh, in Africa that unite us. Uh, so what, are, what particular countries in Africa? Uh, uh, we, well, we, we've got a very deep and long uh, relationship with communities in Lesotho in, South Afri in Southern Africa, surrounded by the, the country, the Republic of South Africa. We work in a number of township areas in, in South Africa too but also in Malawi, in Zambia, in Zimbabwe, in Botswana, in Tanzania, and in Uganda. Okay, so uh, how, how old is this organization and, and how did it start? Okay, <laughs> hey, believe, it, believe it or not, it started with a photograph. I'm a, oh. I'm, a very, I'm a very keen and accomplished photographer, and I won a national photographic competition, and the prize was a trip to Africa. Wow. For six for six weeks uh, for two people, and uh, my my son had just been our son had just been born, uh, so my wife couldn't accompany us. Uh, so me and my brother swanned off around Africa for for six and a half weeks, um, and really that came. It was meant to be because that came at a, a point in my life where uh, I had previously been leading expeditions of youths. Um, to the far-flung corners of the world, the Himalayas, the Andes, you know, the very uh, typical character development uh, expeditions. And in so doing, uh, I had a, a, an awakening, really, that, we, that this was rather self-indulgent. Although we were investing in the leaders of tomorrow, we weren't actually giving to the communities or working with the communities that we were passing through. So I took a change. And, and the change was actually, um, it hit me straight between the eyes in the mountain kingdom of Lesotho, where a, a lodge was, was being uh, run for tourism, but the power of that tourist dollar was being put into community development. And that's 
that's some 20 odd years ago now. Oh, okay. <laughs> long journey. So it what is. has happened it, since? <laughs> well, well, actually, along the way, bizarre things have happened. I, I mean, my professional career as a teacher, I, I climbed the ladder and I was a deputy head teacher of a large secondary school in, in Sheffield. But all the while, I was being tugged uh, to actually come and leave this behind and actually um, concentrate all my efforts on actually getting more and more groups to come and work together. And, and, and so at, at the end of 2009, uh, I resigned my post and took a leap of faith. I set up a not-for-profit social enterprise called Connecting Communities Worldwide, which runs parallel to Africa's gift in organizing the visits to, um, to the south and, uh, and eastern center of, of Africa. But then we, we had, uh, in 2008, before I left, we actually formally registered the charity and actually got the Prince of Lesotho, um, who contacted me <laughs> oh. to, 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 uh, to become the patron of that charity. And bizarre things have happened since then. And I'll tell you more about that uh, as the, the evolution of, uh, of, of our work uh, unfolds. So and what actually, is that actually, what, what are people doing? How many people go at one go uh, for these yes. trips? And, and what do they do? How long do they stay? And sure. how does it work? And, 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 and it's bespoke. So this, this varies from, from, from patch to patch. It can be uh, 10, it can be 16, it can be 24. Uh, I tend not to take a group larger than 30 because the dynamic uh, is diluted somewhat. And they tend to go between two and three, uh, three weeks of an interaction. And what they do is they actually, um, they work with community members on issues that are uh, hugely impacting um, the community members' lives. And, and, you know, the first time I ever went to, uh, to the mountain kingdom of Lesotho, I was overwhelmed by the amount of open fires that there were and the, and the smoke that was actually being ingested indoors and outdoors by community members. And so this has been one of the pieces of work that we've worked on for the last two decades. Okay, is it like uh, education on this part or is there some equipment or what do you have? It, 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 it is, I mean, you know, as an educator, you know, you go back to your students of whatever the age may be, and you fire their imaginations and you say, come on, I want you to find me statistics. I want you to, you know, so, so way back in 2003 and 2002, I was saying to students in, in school, I want, I want hard facts. Give me facts on how many people are dying from smoke, from just the cooking fires. Oh. And, and Tia, you'd be amazed if I told you today, it, you know, here we are in December of 2020. And, uh, you know, hopefully this year is going to end. <laughs> We're going to get another one. But actually, in, in 2020, three billion people on planet Earth are actually cooking their daily meal on an open fire. And that, those fires actually have to be, you know, uh, resourced. So the, the, the wood or the dung has to be collected. And it's almost invariably by women. And actually another statistic, which is incredibly harrowing, is that there's a death every 20 seconds 
in the developing world, you know, around um, inhaling smoke. And smoke is the biggest cause of blindness in the developing world. Now, now actually, those are, those are staggering statistics, but they're very easy to gloss over. They're very easy to dismiss, and we get onto the back pages and who won the football last night. Nobody really, nobody truly gives, uh, gives much credence to, to such statistics until you actually you go and you work alongside and you smell it and you taste it and you feel it. And you, in your group, go and cook side by side with a community and you introduce something that can absolutely transform their lives. And I'm talking about an invention here. So I, I started and I came up from it from, uh, why wouldn't I? I came from it from an educational background. I got the greatest scientists that I could lay my hands on from Cambridge University, from Sheffield University Mechanical Engineering Department, from Engineers Without Borders, and an inventor in America and a fabricator in China. And we were actually working on a clean burn cooking stove. And it was fabulous to us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but actually getting it into the field and getting users who have got very little knowledge of the mechanics of, of such a thing. It was problemsome. It was problematic, sorry. It was problematic. And, and what actually then happened was along came an invention invented by an African lady, four African ladies, that has got worldwide, worldwide application. And this is where I'm so, so interested in, in partnering with What Impact. And, and maybe your dating agency can hook me up with, <laughs> with a partner that actually is going to, is going to get us um, some further traction with this. So and, what do you think he, Wonder Innovation? This, how, this, how did this, you solve it? What, what, yes. What? It, 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 I mean, it is an extraordinary thing. It's called a Wonder Bag. And it is a, a foam-filled bag. That's it. It looks like a, it looks like an over an, an over designed tea cozy, and the principle is that you actually you get your pot of food, and you bring it to the boil, and then you place that hot pan full of food into the insulated bag. You put an insulated pad on top of the lid of the pan, and then you lock the heat in. And the heat that is in the food and in the pan doesn't just keep it warm. It cooks the food for up to eight hours. It cooks the food for the first four hours at the very same temperature that it arrives into the bag. It is truly extraordinary. Now, this is relevant to you and I in our homes because we, in our comfortable life, we are just too lazy. We're just not changing our behaviors in terms of actually reducing our energy. So it's relevant to us because we, are, we can actually save gas, we can save electricity. But we're wealthy enough to squander that. And that's, I'll get off my soapbox for just a moment, right? Let me tell you about the impact it has on a lady in Africa. Because the typical process of cooking on an open fire 
is that a lady goes and harvests lots of wood. Mm-hmm. She goes and harvests lots of buckets of water. And I've done this with the National Union of Farmers. Um, um, and I've done this with university students where we repli- where we empathize and we do that. But then stir the pot because the beans will stick to the bottom if you just leave them. You take the pan lid off to stir. And as you do so, your micronutrients and your steam goes into the sky. So you must top the pan up with water. You put the lid on, you feed the fire, and you repeat. Yeah. And you repeat. And that's where your three and a half to four hours go. Whereas cooking with the Wonder Bag, you bring the food to the boil. Once it's boiled, that pan goes into the bag. The water, the only water that you need is in that pan. And none of the nutrients escape, so all of the food is trapped in that bag. There is an 80% saving in water. So that is eight out of every 10 carries of water. Yeah. It's a huge saving. There is a 75% saving in biomass. So you can see again that that is a massive saving. So when we go, and, and this is, the, again, what impact? You go, I took a, a university group of master students from the Sheffield Hallam University. And we designed a questionnaire to assess impact on this bag. And I didn't want the questionnaire to be too analytical straight away. I wanted a warm up question. And I said, how are you getting on with the wonder bag? That one question had many of the master's students in tears of joy. And we went and we went to just an ordinary community member. And we said, how are you getting on with the wonder bag? And we were, sh- we were shocked at the results. One lady said, thank you for giving me my life back. This is a puffy bag a full yeah. of full yeah. foam. And, 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 and another lady said, this bag has saved my life. This bag has saved my eyesight. And, and, and a, a, a young girl said, this bag has enabled me to go to school. I had to cook my meals. I had to be home to cook the meals. I now cook the meal before I go to school. It is cooking while I'm in school. So this is a transformative bit of tech. And this is, and, and, and Tia, this is where I'm very interested in engaging with companies that are heavy energy users. Because the, the African lady who designed this bag is really quite astute. She actually went and got it, rec- got it registered through the United Nations Clean Development Mechanism as a carbon offset. Now, there's this next decade in our lives, carbon is going to be front and center yeah. of, of, of all policies, governmental and, and company policies. And what, we, what each company must do is reduce the carbon. And, and if they, when they can't, they must then balance it. And there's no better way, in my opinion, of actually balancing your carbon than actually getting carbon credits from from Wonderbag because that will then enable them to make more and more of these available to millions of the poorest people in the world. So that is a Wonderbag in your hand. So it's literally the size of a small melon um, and very light. So uh, uh, how many Wonderbags there are uh, around at the moment? Uh, And uh, Mm. what does it cost to uh, kind of produce and deliver a bag, one bag, and kind of train 
how, how to use it? What would be a price per kind of you, the impact that you could deliver for one family? You know. Okay. Okay. Um, let let me let me say that thirty five pounds is actually the price that we quote on our website um, to actually get a wonder bag to be activated in a community in Africa. And the best thing to do is to actually, the, the best fit for me as a charity is to actually work with the, the funder of that bag to come wherever possible to come and do that activation because there is reciprocal benefit. Rather than companies sending groups away to go and do some spurious team building, I tell you, if you come with us and work with a community and, you know, and bring these to life, the bonding that you will get from that experience. And it's, this is not assuaging Western guilt by doing some spurious white elephant piece of work. You're actually changing people's lives and you can see it. You can see it happen. And it's the most joyous thing, truly. But uh, so it has to be done sensitively. You, if you're not able to uh, come in person, then actually empower other uh, others who are who are actually going. And one of the things that I was I was invited to do just recently was to go and work with the International Federation of the Red Cross in actually bringing going to train the trainers. And this is where things become scalable. So if I went to Malawi and, and we, we actually trained the trainers and they then cascade out into many of the villages and it's about the availability of the wonder bags. And what we do is we do not give them away free. We actually massively subsidize them. So we subsidize them to 90% because what we want is that we want dignity at the yes. point of, of purchase. And we want a conscious purchase. We actually want a stakeholder to realize that they must give either money or they must give some community service to enable them to receive a wonder bag. And, and, and so, it's va- so it becomes truly valued. It doesn't just sit on a shelf and have and no this, value. I guess this is uh, uh, this same fact, um, you know, um, I've heard it from various uh, sources it's not only uh, foreign uh, like uh, help uh, but even mm. even whether it's in the uk or my home country where i'm originally in finland uh yes. if you could give let's say free clothes or or something you know it's it's good to sometimes to you know like you said give the dignity somebody paying 50p for it you know but you know just that they actually Indeed. want to purchase and they're committed to using it and uh, it's not just um, you know it's just given to every anyone. And uh, uh, I guess Tia, uh, um, if, if I say sorry, just for interrupting, but if 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 I if I use the phrase, it is very easy to give. It is not easy to give well. Yeah. And yeah. And, and 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 people who have been to the developing world will will actually understand that statement. You can give, and it can be destructive. It can be harmful. It can lead to aggression. It can lead to conflict. You have to give very sensitively, and 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 when I when I get my groups together, whichever whichever age they may be in, whichever setting they come from, there is a common theme that you are going to give kindness. Yeah. 
That's the only thing that I want you to give. Keep your shoes on your feet. Keep your pencils to yourself. Let's actually give kindness. Then we can actually secrete our trainers and our pencils and all the rest of it to community development organizations in country who are then best placed to reward people. But going around like Father Christmas, yeah. you're going to cause problems, you know, uh, uh, for sure. So it has to be done sensitively. And I, I like the, you know, the collaboration opportunities. You have this uh, specialty, uh, you know, but I understood as a charity, uh, you are a voluntary organization. Do you have like uh, employed people or is it purely run by volunteers, the actual charitable arm? Okay, so... So I, I am the, the, the founder and the chair of the organization, and, and I actually pay five pounds a month to be part of Africa's gift, <laughs> as, do, as do other members. So, so actually, and I went, I went from being a deputy head on a, on a very significant salary to, to then paying five pounds a month to, to have the privilege of being, being the founder and chair of this organization, uh, which is not, not, uh, doesn't great, make the greatest financial sense. Yep. But my reward is actually in my heart and in my soul. Um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm socially very rich. What, what I've done alongside, so I work pretty much all the time on this agenda. And, and I actually, I said earlier that I, that I have a parallel organization called Connecting Communities Worldwide. Now, if anybody wants to scrutinize the accounts of that over the last 10 years, they'll see that uh, there's no Cayman Island account. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, 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 have run, I have run that. I have run that at a, at a, at a, uh, at, at, you know, it's, it's a not-for-profit social enterprise. Yeah. So I actually get some income just to enable me to survive from taking the visits and actually doing lectures and yeah. so forth. And everybody actually, understands, Ken, you know, uh, everybody who is uh, committing their lives for this kind of social change and stuff, everybody has to live. And uh, I don't uh, see any, any problem in that. And, and uh, mm. even uh, looking for uh, corporate partners and, and other maybe organizations who work on the ground, like you said, whether it's mm. Red Cross and stuff, and you are focusing on this uh, product and, you know, kind of uh, that's kind of... Uh, clean air i would say for the mm. people who cook and 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 so on so uh you know i think it's even more important for them that there are hired people and people who can be relied on staying in an organization so sure. i wouldn't see that a problem at all even if the charity arm would be paying paying for someone but I, mm. I assume that um, since, like you've been mentioning about the corporate partnership or company partnerships, you could uh, use a lot of also help from corporates to formulate partnerships with other organizations and, you know, uh, probably help in marketing, maybe kind of planning on operations and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, do you agree? Indeed. Indeed, indeed. You know, and, and actually, you know, what, um, you know, one, there are a number of aspects of this that that actually you know my first port of call is not banging on the door about the wonder bag and offsetting the carbon but actually it's an extraordinary story i mean the wonder bag does offset 1.6 tons of co2 every year and that's a, a, that an independent. A, that is a lot. That's a really, it's a great it's innovation. I'm like yes. stunned. And I don't yes. know why all these international like uh, operations in 
in developing countries, why shouldn't they kind of acknowledge this, this, uh, this kind of product? Like, because like you said, there is a lot of this kind of hidden negative impact on, sure. on, on, on especially women who are tied with just by the, the food kettle and also yes. then having health implications and cannot go to school, they lose their Absolutely. health. And, you know, and they know it. Like you said, that somebody said that, thank you for saving my eyesight. So you practically yes. know every day that this is going to happen. Yeah, yes, and I yes. think that's the saddest thing, that you are kind of it, you have to do it is. sacrifice because there is no other option. Yes, 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 yes. And, and, and the thing that I say to, uh, to groups, particularly the youngsters who I take uh, maybe 15, 16 years old, you know, they can sometimes be um, – over, overwhelmed by the magnitude of the of the the challenge, and and here I say you know, let us do what we can do. We can't do what we can't do. We can lobby for sure, but let us do what we can do, and let us prove to others who are looking at us that we're doing this in a very pure way. And if they want to join us to actually scale things, then that is possible. And this is this is where I'm I'm quite excited about working with what impact because if we can get some uh, some schools some universities some corporates some um, common interest groups who actually see the purity of what we do and actually see the 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 the, the ethos aligns then actually I can take groups from those organisations they can come back and they can be amb ambassadors for change. And often what happens is that we have repeat visits from the very same organizations, institutions, because they see the value. Yeah. And of course, who doesn't like a direct debit every, every month coming into the charity? That is, that is an important part also. But actually, I say again, this is reciprocal and benefit. So an organization that actually wants to promote its its brand and promote its good do its well doing, then that's fine. Let's put their brand alongside the Wonder Bag logo on the bag and let's have you know, let's have all of their bags coming, a, a bespoke color or whatever it may be, you know, to be activated in a community. And, and, and they can show in their CSR reports just the impact because we can prove impact. Yeah. And this is, the, this is, this is the, the staggering thing. Statistically, you can go in and you can ask a community member, right, before the Wonder Bag, how many buckets of water did you use a week? How many loads of wood did you use? How much cooking did you do? And it's statistically proven. You know, yeah. and actually, well, I mean, one, one lady in just six months, she said, can you see my eyes? I, I was in tears. I, I'm a big, rugged mountaineer. <laughs> and, I was in, I, and I was in tears when she said, look into my eyes. I can see. Yeah. And, that was, and it was because, you know, you, the, the human body is extraordinary at healing itself, but it just needs a hand. And yeah. this, this bit of intermediate technology is extraordinary. I mean, I haven't... I could go and talk forever about yeah, about. But, but uh, I, you know, I think uh, you know, like like I said before, that you know, uh, 
kind of even if let's say a, a company or any funder crown maker has let's say educational uh, point of view uh, this like you said that uh, you know that the young girls are pretty much doomed to be by the stove and and they cannot go to school so this uh, it's not always just that you have to educate because people don't have attend to education because they cannot of course there are yes. other factors as as well like we've been you know knowledge in let's say um, you know if there are no toilets for instance yes. uh, like uh, you know when the it's a time for the period for the girls they cannot go to school every month for a week or so because uh, they just stay home uh, and, and, well, stuff and they cannot attend Tia, Tia, let, 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 let me interject just there because that is one of the most joyous side uh, uh, um, parts of this because We've got a, a number of ladies who have had their, their working week transformed by the Wonder Bag. And we've set, um, we've set the community up as a sewing enterprise. And the thing that they're sewing are, are washable sanitary pads for the girls. It, the, the, the connectivity yeah, of yeah, that definitely. Is, yeah. and that's is beautiful just beautiful. Stuff, what you're saying. I mean, oh, then you it, have it, time to invent innovate and and use your your hours to do something you know a good not just the bottom part of the maslow's hierarchy but you know no. you can just climb up the ladder ladder in, in that sense and which then uh, leads for innovation and also what i wanted to uh, to say that this wonderback is an innovation itself but the, yes. the innovations don't end up here that even a profit making company sending people out there uh, to explore this vast, you know, continent of Africa, of course, yes. multiple challenges and of course, multiple opportunities, you know, there yes. might be a lot of also business related opportunities for, for companies in terms of innovation and stuff. Maybe your stove, what you were uh, first uh, developing in the UK with uh, high level uh, professors yes. and, and scientists, which wasn't maybe the best innovation, you know, that maybe doesn't always work. But then if you actually know what's happening on the ground and you really get to know the beneficiaries, you might come up with a huge innovation that will be super profitable for the company in the future. So, yes, uh, yes, yes, yeah. yes. So, uh, so mm -hmm. you know, it's not only that, uh, you know, everybody has to do this for the kindness of their heart. That comes yeah. anyway, you know, and, and sure. uh, we humans are wired to help and it's in us. But in terms yes. of making sense to corp companies, corporates, you know, to uh, invest in these kind of programs, there needs to be also some other other values than just the individual uh, feeling good. Mm, uh, indeed, so, indeed. Um, mm. How about what? What would you like to uh, say uh, to any any like a potential funder or partner? I mean, what else do you need than money? One of the hurdles is that schoolgirls need and school boys need to have a uniform which consists of black school shoes now you know i've i've had two kids just keep keeping them in footwear throughout their lives so far has been an expensive business yes school school shoes are expensive so one of the things that we've done is we've actually created a uh, a, a shoes for africa campaign as part of africa's gift charity and and I'm actually writing that project up for what I'm what impact right now, right. Um, and I, I'm after soul traders, and I use the the word S O U L. Um, I'm after people. I'm people uh, companies with a soul, 
um, uh, to, to help us. And here, what we're seeking is we're, we're looking for um, clearance stock, we're looking for return stock, or we're looking for footwear which, is, which has already been worn, but has clearly got a life ahead of itself. And we will guarantee that every pair of footwear that we get, that we collect, that will actually find a new home in Africa. And what we do with that, and I've followed the shoes to Africa, and, and often what we do is we say to community members, schools, universities, um, retirees, if you come, then fill your baggage allowance with footwear, with, with preferably with school shoes or, or trail running shoes. And yeah. I'll come to a story about that shortly. And we will get those to community uh, uh, directly. Those that we can't, then we will trade in through Accra in Ghana. And I followed the journey of the shoes to Accra. And the value in the shoes is sufficient to employ 24 people. And that is, that is extraordinary. So, so, the, so but it, what it, and the end result is that there is income for the charity. There's income for the people that handle it, but then at the end, there is footwear that is traded. It's not, it's done sensitively. It's not yeah. putting people out of work. The, the footwear is traded at an affordable price to community members. Yeah. So it's win, it's win, win, win all along the road here. Uh, you know, and 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 what we're seeking is where we're seeking organisations that would support us in fundraising through footwear and where it's economic we can actually come and collect those bundles of footwear and get them then sorted and 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 ex exported and you know an, an ideal partner for us here would be a, a company with a big distribution chain that that we could go to the distribution center and collect the returns we could collect the um the clearance items you know um from them and be and, and guarantee again because i know that there are agents that do this but actually some of those agents they cherry pick and sometimes some of the items can find themselves on ebay you know we would do this incredibly ethically we would ensure that every item that we collected well, would actually go to Africa. So, what about so, the, uh, all these uh, transport costs and stuff? Are you looking <coughs> for transport partners? Indeed, that would that would be that would uh, be a marriage. Uh, that would certainly be a marriage that would be uh, would be uh, a, a, a long term a long term one. No divorces there. It would you know it, I, to name a name. You know, some someone like DHL that would actually not o not only enable us to. Um, to transport the items within the UK, but also uh, internationally, yeah. because you know sometimes crossing borders with with items um, is is problematic and and costly. So um, for sure, that would be that would be a, a massive help. Okay, thank you, Ken. This has been very inspiring uh, conversation and uh, I'm I'm very excited about like you said about the a chain of impact and all this that you know you are you you have such a vast knowledge of all the little details that impact on the uh, quality of life especially children and women 
and mm. how little things which might be super just normal and we don't even pay attention to in uh, like our lives here in western world you know will then uh, have a huge influence on their future and uh, you know the future presidents will come from these villages where suddenly they have have had a wonder back you know that's mm. what happens mm. So otherwise, mm -hmm. you know, there is no progress. But yes, yes. very interesting. And, um, you know, uh, I hope you, you know, get new supporters to whatimpact.com and from elsewhere. And I, mm. I really encourage any podcast listener who has any contacts within the, you know, uh, produ production or distribution sector or any any organizations who are happy to fundraise or, uh, or actually travel and be advocates you know, in, in, in Africa and, and really to get in touch. So uh, Africa's Gift is found at whatimpact.com. And like you said, Ken, you will be placing uh, different pro projects there for people to browse and see mm. what it means in practice and how to support you. Is yeah, there anything else funny. that you would like to say? I would, I would just like to say that the, the poorest people on the planet are closest to the soil. And so, you know, the, a, another major piece of work that we find ourselves doing is working um, to grow food in a sustainable way. And we've been doing, uh, we, we've developed a teaching farm in Lesotho, uh, and we've been practicing permaculture and conservation agriculture and agroforestry. We have a, 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 a fantastic tree planting initiative, which is actually not just about planting trees but growing trees mm. so those trees that are planted are nurtured and we have a campaign on our website to encourage people to offset their carbon by planting trees and sponsoring wonder bags because the two go hand in hand yeah and of I, course I bet, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so so the, the there's, a, there's a plethora of work and i encourage people you know um uh, you know, we, uh, we, we, we look for, for like-minded uh, people with kind hearts to get in touch. Yeah? <laughs> well, um, I just say thank you, Ken. This has been so in inspiring. And uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's let kindness rule the world, I would say. <laughs> thank you for everyone listening to Impact on the Crown with Tia. And if you wish to learn more of uh, Africa's gift or any uh, social impact related matter, uh, just visit uh, whatimpact.com and contact us via uh, our uh, chat functionality or send us a message. Mm -hmm.